please stand. The text for the sermon, I'm going to focus on a couple of verses. One from the epistle lesson, which writes, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then from the gospel lesson, Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word. You may be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'm holding this not because I'm trying to, I'm planning to do anything with the candles. I want you rather to see this as a limbo stick. So, because this was what was handy at the moment. Last night I used a broom. So, imagine, so if we were to play a game of limbo, which I'm sure many of you think that's not a wise idea, but... If, this, if we were to start out, how many of you think you could make that one? I think most of us could probably just walk nicely underneath it. How about, about right about here? Might just have to tip your, lean your head backwards, maybe for a few. How about here? Kids are going to be raising their hands for a while because they're still able to walk under some of these. How about about here? What about all the way down there? Obviously nobody. Not even a fly if it wanders into here is going to bake it through there. See, as it says in that text, that is kind of an illustration of what we like to do with the law. We like to play limbo with the law. We think... It starts out with some, and actually this starts out pretty early in our childhood. We come up with reasons to excuse whatever we do. And so it might be just that little white lie where somebody, at, now this isn't probably a childhood one, maybe it does, I don't know. But you might get, actually children are pretty honest. But you might ask you when you're an adult, they'll say, you know, how do I look at this you know, dress or whatever? And in your mind, you think, that is awful. But you say, oh, it is lovely. You look beautiful. One little white lie. 
So we lift the bar up just a little bit. And then we decide, then maybe one day we're really frustrated. Maybe we're working on the car and, you know, we, you know, something goes a little bit wrong. Maybe we, I don't know, we drop a tool somewhere into the engine and we're trying to claw it out. Um, Or maybe you're watching your favorite team and you, they do a really stupid play and you say that one word you shouldn't. You think, ah, that's no big deal. It's just one. So we lift it a little bit more. Then maybe we go out, we go out for a drive this afternoon. And I've used this as an example. And I understand when a pastor's preaching, a lot of times the pastor's preaching to himself. So, um, but anyways, you go out for a drive. And our youth learned this last week when I was going uh, 59 uh, into Sioux, to Sioux Falls. If you go on, the, go on Highway 9 or 18 or whatever... And it says 55, and you're going 56. We're thinking, that's no big deal. So we raise it a little more. Because remember, it's not that speeding is a, is, against the, is a sin. It's disobeying the government that's the sin. Which, so, which speeding would be. And sorry, there is no Bible, as I said before, there's no Bible verse saying that you could speed. Sorry. You're not going to find that defense. So... And so what we, and then we, maybe we see that pretty guy or gal and we go, ooh, look at them. I'm not doing anything. It's, I'm just looking. And so we raise it. And see, we all through life, we keep raising the bar. And in our culture, we try to raise it as far as we can. We talk about when it comes to intimate relations the Bible says it's reserved for just a husband and a, a husband and a wife, not just a man and woman, but a husband and wife. That means before marriage, no. If between man and man or woman and woman, no. But we decide, no, we as long as we love one another, that's enough. And we keep raising that bar. But what does Jesus say? Whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. He says not an iota, not a dot will pass away. The standard for our God is that. There is no room. And, I, and don't get on a molecular level, because technically on a molecular level there is space. But don't go, don't go physics with me. So visibly, there is no room for you to, for the law. There is no sin that we are able to get away with. There isn't, you know, just a little bit And then Jesus says this, I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, we hear scribes and Pharisees, we usually think, oh, they're the bad guys. In first century Israel, to hear someone say, 
your righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, would be like today somebody telling you that your purity must exceed that of a nun. In other words, the scribes and Pharisees were the models of righteousness. And so when Jesus said that your righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, it would send fear down the spines of every single person that heard that. Because they know they don't keep it. They know that they cannot. In other words, the exceeding righteousness is there. No sin. None. God does not allow sinners into heaven. And that is what Jesus is telling them. And as he proceeds into his Sermon on the Mount, which we're gonna, you're going to hear about for the next couple weeks, the gospel lessons, Jesus says that you have heard that you shall not murder. But I tell you that if you say to your brother, you fool, you are liable to judgment. If you, you have heard it said that you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look lustfully upon another, you have committed adultery with them in your heart. No one can keep the law. Our righteousness, if we rely upon it, will lead only to judgment. It will lead to condemnation. It leads to hell. That is where our righteousness goes. But as it says in 2 Corinthians, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. So many, many years ago, well, maybe many, maybe many years ago, some of you might be only a two, I know at least for Knox, it'd be only a couple years ago. Or one year ago? Two years. Yes, I'm right. Okay. Yes. All right. A couple of years ago, um, you were brought to this. Well, maybe not this font specifically, but you were brought to a font. And a pastor said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And in that baptism, the righteousness that you brought forth was list, lifted off of you. And it, was, it stretched all the way back to Good Friday. And your righteousness was placed on Jesus. And the righteousness that you brought, which is really like filthy, poopy rags, was placed on Jesus. And it was crucified. It was buried. To never be seen again. The righteousness of Jesus. Was put on you. As it says in Galatians. That it says that all who have been baptized. Have been clothed. In Christ. 
God made, in baptism, so in baptism, God made him who know, knew no sin to be your sin. That you might receive his righteousness. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, that reading, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's kind of interesting that today just happened to be the Sunday that we switch over to the three-year lectionary. Because this was originally going to be the last, this was originally going to be my last morning, but I decided to stay one more week. So, um, throw a party or whatever. So, but anyways... Enjoy the Super Bowl tonight. Um, but anyways, it's kind of interesting because, for one, that verse was the verse for my ordination. And, and it was actually, the, the sermon was based off of it. And that hymn, the very first time, that hymn that we just sang, which is the hymn of the day, very first time I was in, when I was installed, I sat right there. We sang that hymn and it was very brutal. What you guys say is I, I think it was the first time any of you guys ever sang it. And that was with the Tri-Parish, and it didn't go well. So, and today, we've grown quite a bit in three years, three and a half years or whatever. So, but it's kind of interesting that that was the hymn that I selected. And, just, and so we go full circle. Christ in him crucified. That's what it's all about. Whether it be me now, or back in 2013, or maybe whoever it is going to be filling in for the next couple months, several months, or maybe even year. If it be going all the way back to the Apostle Paul, when he wrote that letter, it is all about Christ and him crucified. That in the crucifixion, given to you in the waters of baptism, given to you in the strong word every time it is preached, the righteousness which exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees is given to you as a free gift. The righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees is not something that you do. Remember what it says of Abraham? Abraham believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. Righteousness comes by grace through faith. That righteousness is that which exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. So that when you come to your last day, you come to that judgment day, and you stand before the throne of God, he's not going to see any of your sin. He, when he sees you, he sees his son. God does not allow sinners into heaven. Because when we come to heaven, we won't be a sinner anymore. 
we will be a holy, righteous, new creation in the image of Christ himself. I like especially this third verse of the hymn that we sang. It says, Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Glorious now we press toward glory, and our lives our hopes confess. Alleluia, alleluia, praise to thee who light doth send. And then verse 4, from the cross, thy wisdom shining, breaketh forth in conquering might. From the cross forever beameth all thy bright redeeming light. See, we can't make it through that bar. But Jesus hoisted that law upon his shoulder. And he went to the cross. And that law and prophets, which he said he did not come to abolish, but to, to accomplish, to fulfill, he says from that cross, it is finished. All the law is fulfilled, finished, accomplished there. Given to you in baptism. The strong word, Christ crucified for you. Bespeaks you righteous. Until the day he returns. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith and the life everlasting. Amen. Please stand.